0: Welcome to Popolitikin. I'm now politikin' with Major 7. What's good, bro? I'm good, man. Appreciate
1: you. Appreciate you having
0: me. Yeah, no problem, bro. So, first thing I want to do is talk about your name, because you said it's Major 7, but it don't really look like Major 7 if you see it, so. So, I guess
1: what happened, man, was uh, I thought about... I just done it like Major Seven the regular way. But I figured at some point somebody was going to try to use that. So. I call myself being different, spelling it different, and uh, and actually I used to have, like, uh, you know, the long bar over the A, but I never could find it consistently, typing it key and keys and keyboards and all that, so um, I just thought it that way to be different, because I figured something would happen where somebody would come out and spell it the exact same way at some point and be a producer, so, you know, just trying to think outside the box.
0: So you're doing some strategic planning over there, huh?
1: Go. Got
0: to be ready. You never know. All right, cool. So can you talk about some of your daily habits and rituals you have? Well, for me, man, hey,
1: are you talking about just in terms of music or just period? Period. Period. Well, you know what, man? My, uh, my day is, is uh, I got the regular, you know, I'm, 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 I'm not out of ball, so I still got the nine to five. I'm still on my grind. I work in finance, you know, so that's my, my daily, my daily, my daily job. Um, so, you know, normally I get up, go do my routine, get prepared for work. Um, you know, sometimes I'll come home and, uh, just relax after a long day. And then usually I'll jump on some beats or I'll go home with some of my guys just to kind of, you know, get a little exercise, love to play ball, huge NBA fan. um, outdoors person too man country person at heart so I might you know go with my uncle or go fishing or something like that so not too complicated man just just a regular 9 to 5 on my grind, figuring out time how
0: to uh, how to take the dream in the meantime okay and I was reading that you were you're, you you was born in Indiana but you live in D.C. or? yeah I'm born and raised in Indiana uh, it's, a, it's a
1: city uh, about the size of Akron, Ohio
0: it's called Anderson right? Yeah, yeah time. we we, we do our homework over here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, man. And uh, I'm, I'm, I have family in Chicago all the time, so uh, we moved. To, I moved to Chicago, out of college. You know, just chasing a dream, man. Biggest city that was closest to where I was at. You know, and um, went to the shop, man. Got some work in. Really just started the foundations and really networking and everything. A job took me out to DC. Um, so I was probably taking out in D.C. for a little while, and another promotion
0: got me back to Indiana. So, you know, I've been a couple places, and now I'm back at home. Okay. So can you let us know how and when and where did you fall in love with music? Man, actually, you know, I've always been I've
1: been influenced by music based off, it started of my parents, like especially my mom, because she used to play, you know, the old school records, the B.B. King's, Al Green, um, stuff like that. So I, I grew up hearing music like that. And as a child, man, like, you know, I went through that, I'm telling my age, but I went through that Michael Jackson phase. And, you know, I came up loving Michael Jackson, just like anybody else, uh, 80, any 80s, but... You know, and uh, but that soul music is yeah, what I grew up on because that's all I heard my parents playing. Uh, so once I started listening to music like that, the first thing that really tripped me out was when I heard Cream. So I, you know, i listened to hip hop and, and knew hip hop before that, but Cream was what really got, what really messed me up because I heard everybody spitting. The beat was so cold. Uh, so once I heard Cream by the Wu Tang Clan, I was hooked.
0: Yeah, that shit, that song is tight.
1: Yeah, that, that was, uh, Rizzo's my favorite all time producer, so, yeah, when I heard that beat drop, man,
0: it was over with. I okay, think what you think about the movie he came out with, The Man with the Iron Fist. Uh, you know what? I think RZA, I just think RZA
1: is dope based off the scoring, like how he scored, gets the chance to score these films as well. Um,. So anything that he does, man, I'm going to at least check it out and see, you know, just all support. I thought it was dope, though. Like, I, I, thought it was, I thought it was different, but I thought it was creative. I think his mind is brilliant, man, in terms of how he approaches music, how he approaches things, and then he, trans, he, he brings that over to film. And you can tell by when he tries to do anything that's score-wise or even if they, it gets into, gets into the acting side of it as well. Um, so I just think it was brilliant, man. I, I definitely checked it out. I thought it was straight very different
0: creative what, uh, so can you talk about your label situation and any current projects you have
1: yeah like in label wise I'm independent uh, two of my college uh, two of my college guys guys we went to college with uh, we started a company called Red August that's uh, my guy Mike and my guy Jerome shout out to them uh, we started our own company so we do You know, digital distribution, we do videos, you know, I do the production, artist management.
0: Um, So we're just trying to build it from the ground up, man. It's all independent right now. We got said, a few said, artists that
1: we're thinking about working with, but we're just trying to keep everything in house and just kind of build a brand. Uh, there's another group of my guys that uh, live in Chicago, go by the Tomahawk Gang. My guy hill Brown, he's a producer. He started a, a, a label there, so we work pretty closely with them also. But everything is is pretty much in house for me right now, man. We just we're just trying to build that Red August brand.
0: Yeah, you said independent, black owned, body body. Body like me. Mm-hmm. All day. Mm-hmm. And what are your current projects you working on right now?
1: Well, right now, I have, uh, my, my current project is Get Familiar. And that is a uh, compilation of some of the older records that I've done in the past. Uh, some joints I've done with, you know, Freddie Gibbs, Pill Williams, when he was with Maybach Music, uh, L.E.P. Bogus Boys, Mickey Halstead, people like that that I met in the Midwest. Um, as well as just some new talents, some new artists that I knew in Chicago from a while back but never got a chance to work with. So the project is called Get Familiar. It's been out about a month or so. Um, You can get that on your Mac as well under my name. And it's just a compilation, man, because I always get people asking me, what have you done, what are you working on? You know, resume questions, like who have you worked with? So it's just a it's a gumbo pot, man. A little bit of everything I've done and then just uh, some of my newest material. So that's what I'm currently pushing right now. Uh, got a few things in the queue, but nothing is
0: confirmed yet. So, you know, just trying to make beats, man, and continue to uh to build on build on the craft, man, and expand my sound. What are five things you can't live without?
1: I can't live without ESPN. Um, I can't live without water. I can't live without uh, my studio. I can't live without. Let's see. My mother and I can't live without a good a good meal, man. I think that's
0: pretty much it. Yeah, I am say can you talk about your studio yourself a little bit? You
1: know what? My studio is really is really uh it's really simple in terms of um, what you might think or what people might anticipate. But I do have my computer. I have a mini controller, KRK, uh, monitors, um I got a uh, cork, a cork micro pad, mini pad. My guy slot eight, told me to get one of those because I haven't been, haven't been an MPC producer, so that's that's the next phase. I got to get into that hardware wise. Uh, but it's pretty much that, man. Maybe a, a vintage keyboard here and there whenever I go to another studio. But that's pretty much my setup, just my monitors, and uh, I'm a reason. Ableton Live,
0: person, I try to mix those two together, Fruity Loops as well. Uh, but that's pretty much it, man. That's the setup. Yeah, I was gonna say so. I got, I got a dilemma, man, cause uh, you know I do the interviewing thing, but I, I love music and I always try to get into producing. But like, I got the right. ear for it, but every time I try to, I end up like buying like Fruity Loops or whatever. I get, <laughs> th- I get discouraged real quick and I just quit. So, what would you suggest to somebody that's trying to? start learning how to produce, like what where, was like the I guess the first place they should go?
1: Well, I mean, you pretty much said it. Like it's it's changed because when when I first started making beats, we could you know, I could find a way to get a copy of something from somebody. But now everything is so cracked down. Like unless you have that genius friend that can pretty much get you everything. Like you gotta go out to the the Sam Ash or any of those places like that trying to find the programs so or find them online purchase them as well uh, but I would just say get the program man you're going to have to learn it it's going to take time and it's not about instant gratification man like people
0: download programs they try to make beats and they're like where's my check huh. like, <laughs>
2: hey,
0: they make web beat they already like sent it to Rick Ross and shit <laughs> Yeah, it's like, okay, so I I, I went and bought the program, and and I made the beat, and my guys like it, so where's the bread? Where's the check? Yeah.
1: And that's not how it works, man. It takes time, and it takes hours for that computer to actually get a chance to fully understand what it is to make dope beats, and to be able to... Carve out your own niche, man. Like, it, it's not going to happen overnight. So, if that's what you're getting into it for, and you're wasting your time. So, it, it takes time and effort, and you got to be willing to go out and find a way to get the program that you need, and then take the time necessary to get good at it.
0: Now, say, what do you think about sampling?
1: Sampling is, um, that's, you know, that's a thing that actually got my attention when I first started producing. So, that's my heart is there, like Primo, Peak Rock. You know what I'm saying? So those are the guys that I really looked up to, Dilla, producers like that. Um, but sampling for me is fine. Like, I think there's ways to flip it. You know, I think if you can flip a dope sample, to me that's just as hard as making a, 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 an original beat. But I'm a person that prides myself on being able to do both. So there's no problem for me to make a beat using keys, using any rack of sounds that I have, or sampling or using both. Cause I can play two or three different instruments as well, so I love sampling, man. Like I think that's where the soul and the grit
0: comes from. But you know, I don't depend on it. Like I can go both ways. Yeah, I wouldn't say that the the number one thing I like about sampling, like especially when they're doing like old school songs, it kind of puts you onto that song. Cause even like on that Kendrick Lamar, he has that um, that song I just heard about that, like every nigga's a star. Yeah. So I was like, huh. So it kind of, I like it when they do that, but I don't like when they sampling like just the songs everybody know. I like when they're doing like songs nobody know, and they kind of like, it's kind of putting air back into that song. It is. It'll do, like you say, it'll
1: do a couple things. Like it'll make you want to go. I'm a nerd when it comes to music, so I'm looking through the sample credits. Like I'm old school. I like, for what I used to like going through the CD jacket, who produced it? You know what I'm saying? What was the sample from? I'm still trying to. Wikipedia, and find out what the sample was just so I can go listen to it. It might be dope. It might be something that the
0: producer. See how they flipped it, right? It another way. Yeah, so I said, that's see. The way I'm looking at it. I said, so see, I see, see, see how they flipped it, it, right? I was saying, because you can see how they flipped it and everything. Oh, yeah, man. There's so many joints I've heard that I'm like, damn,
1: you missed that piece, though. There's a piece that's, you know, right before the bridge, or there's a piece at the end of the bridge that. I heard that that person didn't hear at that time and i it and turned it into something else. So I take that as a challenge. I look forward to that.
0: And then I wanna say so so we like to do a lot of like visualization over here. So is there any artists like like do you have like a I guess a, like a dream list of artists like you still wanna work with and everything? Oh man. Well, it, I
1: guess it depends on at what level at what level would you say the artist is, but whatever always the hobbies are always the legends, man. Like, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Common. Common's my favorite rapper. So I would love to get a chance to work with Common, man. But um, the holes and the, the nods, all those, all those things are without saying. You already know that. But people that are that are actually dope to me right now, like, I'm a huge fan of, uh, of Big Crit. Like, I like Big Crit a lot. I think he's dope. Uh, I've followed him since his mixtapes came out. I'm, I'm a huge fan of Doobie. Like I would definitely like to get into the studio with well, him. Huge fan of uh, Kendrick Lamar. Uh, I know his his status has risen crazy since he dropped that last album. But uh, those are the guys I'm fans of. Man, J. Cole. I think it would be dope to get in with him as well. Um, those are people that come to the top of my
0: head right now. Do I have a question? So you remember how? I, I already know how it went down. But you remember how Night Wonder? How he remixed the Black album? Yep. Mm-hmm. So is that possible? Like, can you just, like, I guess, like, just take Kendrick's shit and just remix it? <laughs> <laughs> it depends, man. It's all about
1: getting access to the acapellas. Um, But I honestly think sometimes there are joints, there are things that are just so good, like, you, I, I really wouldn't want to touch it. Like, the black album was good.
0: But it's like, all right, I can take a crack at that. But I think that Night Wonder, uh, he, I th- I like his shit better than the actual real one. He killed that. I, th- I think that's what kind of put him on too. I mean, he was already out there, but I think that really put him on too, cause that was he killed it. Nah, uh, when, when he got when he, he was, you had to be
1: you had to be paying attention to little brother to, to know. So he was out there. But when he did, did Threats, man, and he did that remix, when he had done that remix as well, like when he started doing the remix project, it was a rap. Yeah. And I remember going through, picking songs like, all right, I like this one from Nine, but I like the original from this one, and trying to put them both together because there were a couple, there were some songs on there where I'm like, damn, he's either right there with the original or he got him on that one. Mm-hmm. I do it was that project, yeah.
0: Okay. So what are some of your interests and hobbies outside of making music?
1: Man, I'm if, if anybody follows me on Twitter, I'm an average sports fan, like I argue. I argue all day. I don't care who it is. You know, so I'm a huge NBA fan. So who your teams? Alright. So anybody that hears this is going, oh, they already know the they already know the routine I don't <laughs> care. I'm, I'm standing by it. I'm a LeBron fan. So wherever the yes I was rooting for the heat last <laughs> years. Yeah, I was rooting for the Cavs back then. Yeah, we back in Cleveland. If you go to Utah,
0: yep, we were rooting for him in Utah. So I'm a LeBron fan. Um, and Indianapolis Colts, man, is my favorite football team. Andrew Luck, man, the future, man. So, okay. Those, those
1: are a couple teams that I
0: follow, heavy. They talking about LeBron's going to uh, wait and see. He's going to decline his deal and just wait and see who they pick up. Yeah.
1: See? See? You sound like everybody else. that's how what he's doing. <laughs> I think it's a power play, man, Honestly, I mean I,
0: it's smart. It's like, smart. It's smart. I give it to him. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just a power play, man.
1: I don't think I don't think he has the courage to do that again. Not especially after one year. He's smarter than that, business
0: wise. Yeah, I think he's like just, he, putting just putting some pressure on them. He's putting some pressure on them, making make sure they pick up some people.
1: I think that I, I think it's the funny thing about it is we talk about uh we look at LeBron and we look at uh, artists or, or Rappers or athletes, and when they get leverage in any situation, it's, it's looked at as a bad thing.
0: Yeah. When, for years, owners and CEOs have leverage. That's especially, they mean, have. Like, especially if they black, they put NBA players. But now, when LeBron
1: gets leverage, it's like, oh, he ain't loyal. I'm like, you would want that leverage in whatever business that you own, whatever job that you're working at, a promotion, etc.
0: We want leverage. That's not it's not strange to want that. Yeah. When LeBron does it, it's a bad thing. No, I said I said to me it just seems like if, if you if you like a black athlete, it's like worse. <laughs> like even yeah. Floyd, it's like look how look because everybody's like, man, why do you hate LeBron and Floyd so much? It's like to me I'm starting to think like it's a little bit just because they're black and, like it's like y'all can hate these people this much. Like they're winning. Why are you hating? Like come on. I,
1: I'll never, I'll never understand how it is that if you know is that too. I, I get it, right? I understand people saying, you know, he's cocky, he's this and that. But I, you can't look at him and say anybody's giving him
0: anything. Like, you have to look at that man and say he worked for everything. Yeah, it's like, you He's cocky because you work man. for it. Yeah. Like, they put the
1: hours in to become these guys. And to me, as, as a black male myself, I look at it like, man... They got ownership. Like these guys are actually out here calling shots and, and, and investing into different ventures, and it's beyond basketball. I'm like, why are why are we busing these guys?
0: Like they are actually taking care of business. Mm-hmm. And, and I respect it. And then to me, I always I look at it too. It seems like it's always like they have the most black critics than anybody. It's like it be us putting them down. Like come on, man. Come like on. we can't be putting down our own oh, people. Yeah, there's, there's there's no there's no doubt about it. Um, the most black comes from the black community towards
1: these guys. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, instead of actually looking back, if you strip your feelings and take your feelings out of it and look at it for what it is, like LeBron is one of the most savvy business guys, period him and his team his team his team was full of black guys that he grew up with these guys he came up with everything is self-contained and it's
0: black owned and they are out here like they have leverage in the market they have leverage what is it not what is there not to like about that I would -hmm. say and then that's what I'm saying too then you look at other coaches like like man Pacquiao man you can't find a Filipino to talk bad about him like they're not gonna say nothing bad about him like you're never gonna see that happen (laughs) Like, all of them will come together. They gonna buy pay-per-views. They gonna rock with
2: them.
0: I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just saying all of them rock with them. Like, you don't hear none of them talking bad about him. Like, they all buy pay-per-views. They all support them. They just know. Man, the black, the black community
1: is, I think it's the same. I've lived, you know, i lived in the country in Indiana. I done lived and worked in the hood on 69th and on the South, side of Chicago. Everything is the same. It is, the crabs in a barrel mentality in terms of black people. Like the minute that we, we get successful in anything, anything, music, life, corporate, whatever you want to call it, there's always going to be somebody in the back saying, well, he, he got here because of XYZ, or he don't deserve it. He just got there because of this, this, and this. Instead of just patting a man on his back and saying, no, you know what? I might be able to
0: learn something from Doug. It. Hmm. And it's, it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. All right, man. So, can you talk about some of your sacrifices you made in your career? Uh, sacrifices. Uh, I think sacrifices for me would
1: be in terms of my actual, like, using, like, going to school and graduating, and keeping trying to, you know, go out and get a job and, and advance in a career, quote unquote. But I've had I sacrificed a lot of that. Because of my passion for music, like it keeps pulling at me so I can't just go full-fledged into, you know what I'm saying, life and just get the job and and uh, the family and the kids and the picket fence and settle down and all that. Like, I feel like i missed out on some of that because of my drive to be great at what I'm doing. Um, you know, so I think I sacrificed a, a, a different lifestyle than I probably would have now can i not you know continue to strive to get to where i'm at you know, get to this place music-wise so i think i definitely sacrificed if you look at that in terms of music itself man I, I put in the hours man i just i just made a lot of sacrifices in terms of working with certain artists and coming up not getting the respect that i, that I felt like i needed at the time but just taking that L, you know, the, going through some bad situations, getting lied to, all that stuff is built character. So I'm taking some L's and sacrificing bread and, 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 and bad situations. Um, but finally, I'm, I'm getting to a point now where I'm starting to see some
0: residuals. I said, I want you to talk about the respect thing you were just talking about. What you mean by that? Well, when I say respect, I mean, it, it's, it, it comes
2: down to when you first start out, and anybody that's listening, when you first start out, it's all
1: about what you can bring to the table at that time and unless you and the artist are you guys are pretty much similar or you're in the same area or level if you will then it's usually a mutual respect but you know if you somebody looks out for you you get an opportunity to do something and your talent or your track for example we can strip it down to just the track form your track is dope with somebody else that um, that is that, that, uh, that no one will say or that's the homie or the guy that you're trying to work with, you might not get that respect that you think you deserve just because you don't bring it up to the table. Like, there are people that are sleep on you just for the simple fact they might not like you, you might not have enough credibility, you might not, I don't know what it might be, this might be a bias. So, I had to work with a lot of artists and, and network and just continue to grind to earn my respect, and I think people who sight of that they think everything is just going to be given to them, I'm hot, and that's it. And that's really, really far from the case. So that's what I mean by that. Like, you got to earn your stripes
0: before you can get people to really sit down and be like, yo, I'll take some time out to talk to me because I know what you bring to the table. Yeah, and I was I was saying, like, uh, that's why how we was talking about Floyd. And that's kind of how I feel the same way. Like, if you know how hard you work, you got to keep that cockiness because other people, you they don't know. You know what I'm saying? So they might be trying to put you down. But if you know that you really put your work in and you deserve what you're getting... You gotta have a little chip on your shoulder, or, or, you know. Yeah, It's yeah, yeah,
1: the difference between being conceited and being confident. Those are two totally different things. And you know what I'm saying? Like I am looking at it like I'm nice. I'm going to the studio. I have nothing to lose. I don't care who's in there playing beats. I'm ready. I'm nice. And you have to be able to have that. You have to have that approach because people can see it, man. Like. They can see if you're just in there just trying to fit in and be
2: that person, be a guy that's just there and just soaking up the moment and glad to be there. No, I'm here to win, period. You know what I'm saying? You have to have that mindset because if not, they'll eat you alive. So you,
1: gotta, you have to know that you're nice and believe that you're nice, and people have to know that you believe that you're nice. It's not going to work.
0: That's up. So... We kind of touched this a little bit, but so what would you say motivates you to make music and to keep doing it and to sacrifice so much?
1: I just love it, man. Like, I just think uh, it's a part of me, man. It's a gift. You know what I'm saying? It's a gift. I've been given. um, God bless me with the talent to be able to to, to make dope music or, you know, at
2: least make an attempt to. So, what keeps me motivated is just the fact that I love doing
1: it, and it's just for the people, man. Like, it's not about, it's not necessarily about the bread or about, you know, getting my check for this and that, it's just, it's, it's that situation when you're in a club or you went out to a beat battle or a showcase, and that person that you've never met in your life is like, hey man, I remember what you did back in 2011, that's what it's about. like. That person that says, hey, man, I remember this joint that you made with XYZ, man. I used to listen to that when I broke up with my girl or when why You know what I'm saying? Like, those are the things that make me keep coming back. Because it's really about just making dope music for people to enjoy, man. Music is like the soundtrack every day, everywhere we go. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? that's
0: playing. There's musical commercials, TV, etc. So that's what it's about, man. It's about giving the people something, man, that's dope. Yeah, I said, my life is like a video, man. I'm, like, listening to music, like, 24-7. <laughs> like, shit, I'm always listening to music, like, shit. That's I- what I'm saying. Like, you're walking around in your head thinking about, you know, a, a joint you ready to listen to a new album that you want to
1: listen to. that's something playing in your head. You know, when you get up out of the bed or you get get into the car, like, it's just, it's that real, man. The first thing you do is turn the, turn on your radio, uh-huh. iPod, it whatever it
0: is. So, well, It's just powerful. Just give it back to the people, man, because it is very powerful and it can't affect people. What I don't that. I said, what ll say? He said, I can't live without my radio. I guess that was some real, real talk, huh?
1: Hey, I, ain't, I, ain't, I didn't know where he was coming from until
0: and, and I got older, but then I see what he's talking about. <laughs> All right, man, so let's say, like, a little a little youngster, man, like a little kid, like, he's probably, like, 16, 17 years old. He asks you, how do I become successful? And I guess just in life in general, what would you tell him? In life in general, I would say,
1: number one, I would just tell him you have to have... Patience, in order for you to be successful. You have to have a patience and you have to have a crazy work ethic because if you don't have those two things, everything else won't matter because it's not going to happen overnight. And if you, if you don't have that patience and you can't wait for your opportunity or for your blessing to come, you'll go crazy. So you got to have patience and you got to work. And it, 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 I'm not talking about just... You know, half-ass, and you have to actually work hard at whatever it is. I don't care if it's trying to be, you know what I'm saying, the best person in your department that's on the phones. If it's the best band member in your high school band. If you want to be first first chair, you third chair right now. If you want to start your own company, whatever it is, you have to work at it. It is not going to be given. It is not going to be handed out to you. You have to work for it in order to obtain it. So I would say have patience, get on your grind and also and I also would say connections, mingle, talk to people because it's all it's not necessarily about what you know. Sometimes it can be about who you know. The right place at the right time can change a
2: life. So politics, have patience
0: and work hard. Yeah, I would say speaking of working hard, I say I know with me sometimes it's like when you feel like you about to pass out, that's when you almost there. So you kind of got to just push us like they think they're working hard. but Sometimes you got to double that and work harder. Just push us up till you can't go no more. It, it, take, it takes it take that. You're right. It takes that because it's not supposed
1: to be easy, man. If it was, I think you see a lot more people doing things that they will quote unquote call, you know, dream jobs or dream scenarios, man. So it's not supposed to be easy. That's. Excuse me. That's not that you want like you said you want to just quit for the day you gotta push through you gotta push through and keep going I don't care if it's the next half hour 45 minutes you gotta put that extra work in because that's when you really find out what you're made of and it, it just helps man it builds character so I agree I agree 100% that's
0: what's up so what would you like to tell your fans and people that have been supporting you in your career so far man I'd like to say just thank you I appreciate all the support um uh, <laughs>
1: You know, I really do. It's, it's helped me get to this point. I got a lot of work to do. I am nowhere near where I plan to be nor where I want to be. But um, I do appreciate all the support that I've received over the years. It's continued to be that way. Uh, and new supporters that I've met across the country, man, the blogs and everything, I just appreciate all the support. It is not going unnoticed. I can't reach out to everybody, but I do see. you. Um, so, yes, I'm, I'm very appreciative. And thank you to everybody.
0: Yeah, I don't say so. So, where do you see yourself? Where do I see myself in the next five years? I or mean, just just Red what or the future? Just what you were saying, because you were saying you ain't nowhere near where you see yourself. So, oh, where do you I see yourself? You yeah. <laughs> oh, it's,
1: it's it's a lot more work to be done, man. I, I, the Red August brand, man. Like I see us, we, we're, we're gonna be. We're be big, man, a multimedia company, man, like beyond music. It'll just be a, a huge conglomerate, man. So I see myself being one third of that with my guy Mike and my guy Jerome. And we're going to continue to give give out that product, man, be able to put people in positions to win as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I want to get it to the point where Red August is so big. Like, we have interns. And I got the kid that was just like me to start trying to make beats sitting in his bedroom that needs, needs that advice. You know what I'm saying? That wants to come into the studio and do an internship. But just listen and watch and learn. I ain't had an opportunity. So it's about just getting to that point, man. We can start our own company. I can be comfortable. And we can just give back, man. Like, that's the goal. That's that's the dream. Hmm.
0: All right, man. I want to say thank you for coming through politicking with me. No
1: not man. I appreciate you reaching
0: out. Yeah, no problem, bro. I'm saying is there anything we didn't cover, you like to talk about?
1: Uh, you know what, man? I think we, I think we got everything covered.
0: So, what about your websites and social media? Oh, okay. Yeah, you can hit me on Twitter. Uh, it's
1: just at seven78 7878 uh, and it's, my website is nha7music.com, that's where you can, you'll see my Twitter feed and everything there. Also, you can search my name, can't have get the new project, get familiar, uh, so just Google that, you should be able to pop, you should be able to see that, we in a couple of stores, man, Google Play, Spotify, etc. so, yeah, just go check it out, man, some good material, I got some more stuff coming. And I'm excited, man. It's going to be the good end of the year. What's up? It's your boy, Major Seven, from one third of Red August. And I'm politicking with Poe on Poe Radio. How about your boy?
0: Since 2008, there has been one website,
2: www.popolitikin.com, on top of the music business, behind the scenes, and on the front line. Chris Porter, a.k.a. Pole Politikin. Mr. Porter has words with
0: everybody. Universal Motown Records, Young Money, Rockefeller Records, and more. Pole Politikin is a conscious brand that aligns with artists, businesses, and brands to get more exposure. What are you waiting for? It's time to open your mind to the other side of the music
2: business. Go on to www.hopolitikin.com. That's www.popolitikin.com. Call
0: 760-717-5803 for your interview. That number again
2: is
1: 760-717-5803. your number one source for hip-hop without all the, uh... Well, politics.
2: What's up? It's your boy, Major 7, for one-third of Red August. And I'm politicking with Poe on Poe Politicking Radio. How will your boy. This uh, is is Major 7. yeah. I'm about to jam the thing, man. Shut down in the thing. Fake show drive. Yeah. Yeah. G.I. in the thing. Oh, yeah. Major 7. Uh. I'm on my last, I'm on my last, Uh, I'm on my last Damn, late again with the rent. Yeah. And if I get the chippers to pay it, my money's spent. Yeah. Whatever you wanna do is get out this game and flip legit. Yeah. But my man just hit my hand, I'm too gangster to sit the bitch. Real, too nigga. old to go back to school, I just do my dirty the fool. Yeah. If you ever drew down on me, I guarantee I gave you the blue. Nigga played at 22, yeah. nine thugs in my shoe. Then yeah. my dude Big B blessed me with a piece that showed me what you can move. Shooting zones to the crew, yeah. oh yeah, we hopper fuck cops. Cause serving my fuckers up at the truck stop. Shit was Grimey switching from the green to white was hella fast bands. Yeah. caught my nigga stymie with 4100 slabs Do the math, mm. bitch you tenderonies moving Tony nah. In the 20s when I used to peel the string off my baloney So word to all you phonies that want to be here. Yeah. Yeah. These rap niggas will tell you about the purse But they won't tell you about the loss of gonna give it to me, I'm gon' take it Until I fade away, man, I can't be faded Cause any problem coming to me, I'm gon' face it On oh my own, oh my own oh on the block, keeping my spot waiting, and I be fucking guap till my spot get braided The nays on my block told oh. me I couldn't make it on my own. Started on 72nd and been seen oh. When Mama used the to dressing to drawer for my baby, baby crib. Guess that's Exhibit A and get it how you Ooh. live. You know poverty breeds the most creative shit. Listen, move to the hundreds by, by age one. By 10, I saw crack cook and shot a gun. Back then, the OGs called it shoddy folks. Infatuated by Chevrolets and hundreds That's folks. Check me out. I learned my lit like the ABCs. The three L's and five P's were like I.D. Nigga just turned 12 and seen my first murder. Still can't forget to smell a hot flash burning. Learning money comes fast. Believes even quicker. So never put it over your family Why or your, your niggas. niggas Take your own path, fuck the people don't feel you The only man you ask is is the man in the mirror I don't give it to me, I'm gon' take it Until I fade away, man, I can't be faded Cause any problem coming to me, I'm gon' face it On my own, my own, my own the block, keeping my spot quaking. And I'll be flying, go out to my spot, can't it. The ladies on my block told me I could make it. On my own, my own, my own.
1: Politica with Poe on Poe Politica Radio. how will your boy. Mama calling
2: me trying to save my soul, but down in the streets trying to save us all. like I'm gonna make it. sick and tired of being sick and tired. Cause in the system's eyes, I got a criminal mind. But I can't lie, some of the time I do some bad shit. I started from the bottom, niggas never had shit. Below the average, but I want America's dream. Tremendous cream, expensive things. I mean. When you black and see the sports of the triple beam. I try to